This is the High School Football America podcast for August the 12th, 2019. I'm Jeff Fisher. One of the cool things about our uh, our Twitter contest over the last uh, couple of weeks, three weeks, is we've gotten to expose uh, you know several uh, programs that probably would not have hit the uh, the podcast and the radio show. But uh, uh, yesterday uh, we had a, a great uh, a great interview, and today we're going to go to a very small town in Nebraska. I think uh, when I looked it up, it's got about eleven hundred people. It's Stromsburg, Nebraska. We're going to be talking eight man football here on the show, uh, cross county. The Cougars, and the head coach there is uh, Hayden Delano, and he's going to join us right now to uh, shed some light on football in Nebraska, eight-man style, and a lot more. Welcome to the show, Coach. Hi there. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. And, uh, you know, one of the first things I've been doing here when we've been having our Twitter winners on is have you put on your ambassador hat for the community and the school. And let's talk about Stromsburg. Uh, give a little geographic uh, lesson here to the listeners around the country. Where is Stromsburg uh, and how does high school football eight-man style at uh, Cross County fit into the fabric of the community? Yeah, Stromsburg, we're located about in east central Nebraska, about an hour west of Lincoln, Nebraska. So there's a landmark more people might know. Right. Um, little little town, you mentioned 1,100 people. Uh, tradition rich, uh, a lot of football history. Haven't always been eight-man. This is just uh, year two um, that we're going into eight-man here. And there's been a couple years uh, sprinkled in there in the past, but um, the NSAA has officially changed. Um, their numbers rules to just boy enrollment and girl enrollment for sports. So we dropped under the eight men uh, enrollment and we'll be there for several years. So uh, it, it's kind of new to us, but it's exciting and, and the community's taking it well. And, and, you know, football's football at the end of the day and, and the boys enjoy it. And it's been a good fit for us. Yeah. And one of the things that I do know and known this for years is uh, the eight man game, the six man game really kind of started in Nebraska. So there's a lot of traditional history there with the, with the sport itself. So you, you're an Oklahoma native and uh, you, you played the traditional 11 man style. So tell me about uh, some of the adjustments you've had to make as the HC and in, in, in coaching one versus the other yeah um the the main difference is it, it's a really open field it's wide open and speed absolutely kills and not that it doesn't in 11 man but there's a lot of schemes and a lot of game planning that that can save teams and help teams in 11 man when you get to eight man it's a lot of one-on-one battles um across the board and so in Nebraska, we play on a shorter field, so it's the, it's the outside of the numbers on the 11-man field, and we only play an 80-yard uh, length, which helps um, close down some of the open space. But uh, schematically, it's tough. Offensively, you can do you can do some things that kind of shadow some 11-man football, but defensively, you're really you're really uh, pressed to come up with some stuff and be inventive and, and innovative and and create ways to stop people. Talking with Hayden Delano, he is the head coach at uh, Cross County High School in Nebraska, Stromsburg, Nebraska, here on the, the podcast today. And, and Coach, uh, as I was doing a little bit of research after you, you won the little Twitter retweet contest there, I, I, I saw a real interesting story. As I mentioned already, you're an Oklahoma native. You played uh, high school football in Oklahoma. Uh, but uh, you, you met your wife uh, very early on, and you've kind of moved around the country a little bit. So to tell us about the, 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 the backstory of the coach, right? It's not all X's and O's. You, 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 there's a lot of dedication there on both parts, uh, especially when you move to a small town in Nebraska. So how did that all happen? Yeah, so uh, first off, just God bless coaches' wives because she really does put up <laughs> with a lot. They all do. 
But uh, so we met when she's from Nebraska, originally Norfolk, Nebraska. And we met when we were 15, 16 years old at a church camp in Missouri, just by chance. And uh, we were friends all through high school and then started dating and wanted to go to school together. So uh, she, I told her if, I, if she found a school that made financial sense, I'd be there. Well, we ended up in Nebraska at Wayne State College up in northeast Nebraska, a little Division two school. And uh, from there, graduated, and I got a, a teaching and a coaching job down in Missouri. It was kind of halfway in between our families. And uh, that was for one year, and everything was good there. And then it was time to move back closer to her family. She wanted to be a little closer. They're all in Omaha, Nebraska now. And uh, so we were looking for jobs up there, and, and uh, we came across this one, and it was a, a great opportunity, and, and we were excited about it, and it all worked out, and here we are. Yeah, it's, uh, you, you said that before, and I, a couple of times uh, over the, the nine or ten years we've been doing this, I've had coaches on, and uh, coaches' wives on, excuse me, and it, it really is a, a hidden fact. Uh, you know, they, they're as much a part of it as, as anyone, and uh, what, do you have your wife doing anything like laundry or anything? in a small town you know everybody you got to do a lot of different things does she do anything like that for you to help you out i mean clothing for yeah, uniform uniform laundry not just your own laundry <laughs> yeah. yeah um i'm a bad guy i send the uniforms home with with the kids and, and their families take care of it but uh and they hate it when i choose to go white on white they never they never found that but uh she does do a lot and, and the biggest thing she gives is just her her willingness to let me go do high school football and you know camp opening up i'll be gone 5:45 till in the morning till you know 7 7:30 by the time uh back to school gets wrapped up and teacher days get wrapped up and afternoon practices and and film and coaches meetings so uh it's tough it's tough we just had a, our first uh son uh, he's 4 months old so uh, we got our hands full and, and she does it like a champ. She takes him and, and she takes care of everything at home and takes care of me and she really keeps everything glued together. Well, you got a lot on your hands there. Congratulations. Uh, uh, Hayden Delano is on the line. Uh, Nebraska eight-man football They uh, in Stromsburg, Nebraska. You may have uh, heard at the beginning that they, they just dropped from 11 to, to eight-man. And, uh, you know, one of the things that's real important in, in small towns especially, and I've been in plenty of them over the 40 years of my career, is, you know, getting good coaches, uh, guys that not necessarily are making money, but they're volunteering, they're giving back. So what's, uh, what's your staff look like on, on an eight-man uh, team? Yeah, we are incredibly blessed here. We got a four-man staff with myself included, and uh, they're all they're all capable of being head football coaches. One is a former head football coach. Um, the other two are head coaches in other sports, girls basketball and wrestling. So they get it. They they understand how to handle it. They they can run practices. Um, so I'm really fortunate. I'm actually the youngest on staff, and uh, they they do a great job helping me out and. and keeping me on the straight and narrow and, and helping implement things and install things. So really fortunate there. Two of them played college football at Peru State down in southeast Nebraska um, with a lot of experience there. So we have a, we have a great staff. Let's uh, talk a little bit about, um, you know, when it comes to the, the eight-man game and, um, uh, you know, the importance of have, having played it versus 11-man. I know that you played 11-man. I mean, is it important that you have some coaches on there that have played the eight-man game? How does it work? Yeah, and one of ours, one of ours grew up and did play it. Um, it's important. It, it helps, I guess, but overall you can figure it out. It, it, it takes some time, and you kind of – 
stand there and scratch your head early on when you're making the transition and, and everything you thought was going to work uh, tends to not. So year one can be a little bit of a mess. And, and we had, so we had a system we were trying to install. This will be year three at the school for me. So the first year was 11 man. And then we get the news we're going eight man. So we scratched everything we're doing. We said it's new slate, clean slate. And we started over and, and researched a lot of things and, and we found an offensive system that really uh, goes well with our kids and, and our kids are excited about. And we have an identity and, and uh, defensively, I, and that's what I do. I call the defense. I, I question myself about every third day. It's tough. So um, <laughs> it's important, but it, if you're a good football coach, if, if you have any experience coaching the game at all and you can coach kids, you can figure it out. Hayden Delano on the line, uh, Cross County High School, the Cougars. Um, you in Oklahoma, you played at, I think, uh, Miami High School, if I'm correct on my little notes. I'm trying to read my hand scribble here. But uh, you were a, a multi-sport athlete, uh, you know, played played football. Uh, I would assume in a small town you got a lot of kids uh, being multi-sport athletes. What's your philosophy on kids that uh, get get it done in, in more than one sport? I, I would assume you, you're a big proponent of multi-sport. Absolutely. It, it is extremely important, especially, like you said, the smaller the community, the more important it is. Um, just for overall, for one, just I think just the mental health and the physical health of the athlete. You got to get out there. You got to do different things. You got to you got to play for different coaches. Um, I think it's really important to do that. And then also the experience. You're in high school one time and, and, and a small community like ours, a lot of kids, you know, they, they work on the farms. They do and they, they have jobs from when they're 13, 14 years old. And we, and we try to tell them that's great and we're glad you have a strong work ethic and you enjoy that and, and that'll be good the rest of your life. But be a kid right now. Get out there, uh, run track, you know, play basketball, wrestle, do whatever it is that that you have an opportunity to do because these days don't come back. Yeah, that's uh, that's for sure. Good advice there. Uh, let's talk a, a little bit about the season, uh, camp opening up. Uh, I'm sure you've got some boxes you want to check there. We're going to get to the kids in a second, but what's, what are some of the things you hope to accomplish with this team this year in fall camp to get ready for the season? Yeah, the two big the two big boxes to check. One offensively, it will be year two in a system, so we are we're excited about that. Uh, the we're excited to see just how well it, it all meshes together this year, and how much everybody retains and can put together. And then defensively, we we've just got to tighten up the nuts and bolts everywhere. We we got to be better tacklers. We got to be more assignment sound. Um, we got to take care of what we can control and and get the job done. At times last year, we. We missed little jobs here and there, and, and eight man a missed tackle or a missed alignment, missed assignment is six points and probably eight. So um, <clears throat> it's important that they get where they're supposed to be and get it done. So the emphasis going into fall camp will be will be tackling. Henceforth, uh, as the guy calling the defense, that's why you're changing your mind or scratching your head every three days, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Let's get into some of the, the kids by name, uh, some of the young men that uh, you're expecting some things from, uh, whether they're returners or guys that get a shot at starting this year for the first time. I, I know in eight-man there's a, there's a lot of two-way football, right? Absolutely. Um, as far as key players, you know, we're in a, we're in an interesting situation here when i got here in 2017 we started a large amount of freshmen and sophomores so we're fortunate now those, those guys are finally matured and growing up so we have a um a lot of seniors and a couple underclassmen sprinkled in that will be playing the majority of our snaps this year so we're fortunate there but first one that sticks out thomas harrington newton he's a 6'1 225 pound uh senior play center and nose for us 
Um, I know across the nation, people listening, they don't think that sounds big, but for this area, uh, that, that, that's good size. That's, that's a big boy for what we do. So uh, we're excited about him. He, he's, he's imperative to what we do, especially defensively. We run a three front, so uh, him playing nose guard and demanding attention from, from at least one other, uh, the center and one other guard is important, helps free up our linebackers. Um, a couple others. The next one is actually a sophomore. He started um, at times last year. Um, physically was probably ready. Mentally still had some work to do, and, and he's had a phenomenal offseason. He's grown like a weed. His name's Corey Hollinger. He's a 6'5", 195-pound sophomore. He is long. He is athletic, plays tight end and DN for us. Um, he, he's a kid that gets it. The coaching staff talks about it all the time. He, he's a football dude. Um, he's physical. He'll hit you. He'll, he's coachable. Uh, he, he has a high motor. Um, he can go up and over and catch a ball at tight end. He can run a crisp route and, and, and get across linebackers and catch a ball. He can block for you. Um, he's kind of a jack of all trades. So we're real excited about him. Bright, bright future for him. Um, no, no signs that he's slowing down on growing either. So that is awesome. Um, the last one, and I was thinking about this before it, we have a lot of running backs and I wanted to highlight one or two of them, but I just can't do it in our system. Um, it's kind of an old school double wing spinner back system. So, um, it's a little bit unique, but we share reps and it's part of, part of what we do. You mentioned that there's two way players and there is. So part of our, uh, um, motto is on keeping kids, uh, um, ready to go. And, uh, in shape as we share reps at running backs. So we had five returning uh, running backs from last season, and they all shared reps and had about 200 to 500 yards apiece. So we're not an offense that's going to have a 1,000-yard rusher. We're not going to have uh, any hero ball, but we have a lot of kids in the running back room that do a phenomenal job for us. Well, that, uh, that offense there sounds like a real throwback. It made me think I, I interviewed, uh, uh, I was interviewing, I'm trying to remember, it was Mean Joe Green for my book, uh, my Texas high school football book, and he was talking about they, they ran a similar offense, and, and he always got tackled behind the line of scrimmage. He, could, he wasn't able to do what you're supposed to do in that offense. So <laughs> <laughs> just kind of blew me back to that point. Um, let's let's uh, you know, wrap up here. Um, Nebraska football in general, it's been a long time uh, since we've had some, a coach on from Nebraska, and, and you, you've had the luxury of 11-man and 8-man. Uh, not many people, I guess, have probably had that. So uh, do a little bit of ambassadorship here for, for Nebraska high school football. I think you said earlier, uh, you know, Friday nights are Friday nights. So uh, give, give us a good uh, a snapshot of what high school football is like in general in Nebraska right now. Yeah, the landscape of, of high school football in Nebraska might be the most unique in the United States um, you go out west and you got you got six man and then you got eight man sprinkled all over western Nebraska and central Nebraska and northeast Nebraska and then you have your pods of eleven man everywhere and, and obviously it's it's heavy in the Omaha Lincoln areas but uh, uh, there's a lot of talent here there's there's a lot of talent across the state and and I'll put in a plug for eight man just because that's what I'm a part of mm-hmm. every week we see kids that that no one knows who they are you might not know their name they might not be a newspaper for articles or on the news on Friday nights as, as a lot of 11 man gets covered. But um, as someone that coaches it and someone that coaches defense, there's a lot of 190, 195, 200 pound running backs running four, seven, four, eight forties that no one knows about. So um, it's unique. It, it's, it's different. Like I said, it might not be this way anywhere else in the country. Um, I'm fortunate to be a part of it. And I think that there's a lot of talent and a, a lot of kids that deserve the exposure. And, and that's part of the reason I was thrilled to be on here. I just, 
really excited about Nebraska football and, and glad to be a part of it. Yeah, and we, you're doing a great job of promoting it. Hayden Delano, the head coach of Cross County in Stromsburg, Nebraska. And, you know, you, I was going to ask you this question. You kind of touched on it in your last answer, which is the, the – and we've seen it recently, and I'm trying to think of a couple of the eight-man guys that have gone on to the NFL. But um, when it comes to recruiting, and I don't know how much experience you've had with this yet, but when a recruiter reaches out to your kid, I mean, is there a, uh, a kind of a more of a descriptive nature to what it is to to equate what an eight-man kid can do to go to the 11-man game at the collegiate level I don't know I'm scratching my head as I'm answering this asking this question I know what I'm trying to ask and hopefully you'll be able to answer it but you see what I'm saying is it different when a college comes in to look at a kid that's playing eight-man versus 11 I guess that's the most succinct way to ask the question I would say you know in this area for sure with with a lot of the colleges that are around here and those are the coaches that we're in contact with the most, the, uh, the NAIA schools and some D2 schools. They get it. They've been around here. They, they know how important eight-man is. Um, I think that fast is fast and big is big, if that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, they see those things. They know if you can move. They can turn on the film and uh, say, okay, you know, yeah, he's in open space all the time in eight-man, but look, he's, he's separating 10, 15 yards every couple seconds from, from the defenders. He's fast. Um, and, and, or he's, he's six, five, two thirty five. That's a big boy. Whether he's playing six man, eight man, 11 man, or in Canada playing 12 man, that's a big boy. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, I think they get it. Um, I think nationwide eight man is just so unknown to a lot of people, but with just the way football's moving and the way, uh, population and small towns are declining and, and school enrollments are dropping all over the nation. I think eight men's going to make a, a steady rise. And I think everyone's going to really enjoy it and understand that, like you said, Friday night's Friday night. Yeah, and I think the last time I looked at the numbers, while California has a lot of eight-man growing, I, I still think Nebraska leads the way with the most number of teams in the in the country uh, as far as uh, eight-man football is concerned. Hayden Delano is on the line, and and before we let you go, Coach, uh, as a winner, you know the whole thing was to come on here and promote. I think we've done a pretty good job of going through it, but I'm going to turn over the uh, the last question to you, which is, uh, what have I missed, and what should uh, people around the nation know about Nebraska eight-man football and your program? in particular um i just think that that in a rural community you got a lot of really good kids a lot of kids that deserve recognition a lot of kids that put in the same amount of time in weight rooms on practice fields uh serving their community on little projects uh you got good kids over here in the flyover state and uh and and i'm just fortunate and happy to give them a, a little glimpse of the spotlight and and shine a light on what they do we're real proud of them um here at stromsburg at cross county we got a great community great school great kids and we're looking forward to another good season well coach thank you for taking time out of your schedule i know it's busy with the newborn and everything else you have to do as a coach there uh so thanks for joining us and uh, shedding a little love on the uh, eight-man game from nebraska thanks and have a great season absolutely thank you And don't forget, there's many ways to listen to the High School Football America podcast. Aside from on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com, you can go to iTunes, subscribe there, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and many, many other places. Just check us out at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. I'm Jeff Fisher, and this is the High School Football America podcast.